Hey there, Bob Boylan here. When you support your local station, you help NPR create new programming. You help support the ones you love. So just do it. Donate.npr.org slash all songs. Just go there. Donate.npr.org slash all songs. Yes, do it. It can only mean one thing. I, I'm so tired. And then I put this on, and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm alive, Lars. It's Vikings Choice 2017. Yay! With me, Lars Gottrich. <laughs> Great to have you. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for the jolt. Yeah, dude. That, nothing welcome. I did this to, all day today did this to me that this isn't. <laughs> and this is... Chapang. Let's listen more, yes? Yeah. Tell us who this is and where they are from and what they are saying, maybe? (laughs) Uh, Chapang is uh, originally from Nepal. Um, They immigrated to New York, but all of their songs are uh, screamed uh, in Nepalese, and uh, they don't provide direct translations, uh, more like slogans for each song. Hmm. Uh, So for this one in particular, you can hear them singing out here a little bit at the end. But they're a very, uh, they're extremely political band. They they came from uh, an extremely oppressive government, Nepal, and they sought refuge in the United States at a particularly uh, fraught time. But it seems to fuel their songwriting even more because they came from such like a an extreme part of uh, of the political world. This song in particular, uh, the the slogan that they offer in the liner notes is "Evolved to be ignorant, dumb ass sheep." Um, <laughs> and uh, I heard about this band because uh, I typically go to Maryland Death Fest every year, uh, which is an annual metal festival in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, I was only able to go to one day this year, and I went on the last day, so everybody's tired, and like you walk into the venue, and everybody's just kind of like dragging along and haphazard, like really slothily trying to mosh. And <laughs> uh, it's an interesting day to like show up uh, fresh, 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 yeah, yeah. But I missed this band called Chapang, and that's the band that everybody was talking about. Two drummers a guitarist who also screams, and then a, a, a dedicated vocalist. And there's just so much raw power and energy, but also a lot of inventiveness in this like really brutal but very like elegant grind chord that they make. That's awesome. And uh, Bandcamp is one place to find them, yeah? Absolutely. Cool. Uh, so for those who've never heard Vikings Choice, there's years of it to go through. We try to, and Lars tries to bring music to us that we don't play all year long and that uh, is uh, noise oriented at times um, but also ambient oriented and uh, well I think texture is always the key texture is a what, big part of uh, what you pick yeah and I write a lot about this on the All Songs Considered blog and we'll be covering some of the things that I've written about this year but also some things that I may not have had time for 
or uh, wanted to cover and just never got around to. So I want to highlight those things as well. Great. Some things are very loud like that and some things are not like maybe... Oh, yeah. Well, let's pick something that's not that. Well, why don't we go the extreme opposite? Okay. Uh, Chuck Johnson. Excellent. So Chuck Johnson, um, I've been following his uh, musical career for a little while now, and I've mostly written about his solo guitar music. Uh, very much, you know, in the school of, uh, you, you know, contemporary of Jack Rose and uh, sorts like that. And, but he is also a soundtrack composer. Uh, he's written on a lot for uh, documentaries, both on TV and in film. <laughs> and uh, he's been exploring uh, the pedal steel within, within his own work in recent years. Uh, you heard it a little bit on, he put out a record last year, uh, I believe it's called Crown and Velvet, and it was kind of his rock record. And he played some pedal steel on that record, but it was more in a rock situation. <laughs> This, this is not. This is not. It is uh, loops and uh, textured layers of uh, solo pedal steel. And we should just listen to a little bit just because it's gorgeous. go home now and just listen to this <laughs> it's a gorgeous record it's a record called Bosalms. uh uh it's a record label called vsdq who uh one of their primary functions is is to release uh solo guitar records huh. um and the pedal steel is a guitar um it's not the only thing the label does but it, it's definitely like it's strings it's steel and uh chuck johnson just has such a it's such a delicate understanding of the instrument. There's so much you can do with this instrument that is, there's certainly, you hear a lot of it in country music, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, I think of a, are you familiar with the the, the player, um, Susan Alcorn? No. She's a Baltimore based, she came from country music, and then she discovered Ornette Coleman. And so <laughs> wow. her music, uh, her pedal steel music kind of like, went that direction and it really opened my ears to what this instrument can do and obviously listening to this there's you can really you can literally stretch out the notes because that's what the instrument is made for yeah it's very vocal and uh you know it, it really sort of can mimic the voice uh i think it's why i connect it connects so me so well with me um, Daniel Lanois mm, is another yeah, explorer of, of that kind of ambient um, pedal steel music. I'm happy about this. This is a great discovery at the end of the year for me. Thanks. Oh, that's good. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what do you want to tell me, Daniel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Where to? Do you want to stay in this mode? Yeah, let's do one more like that, and then okay. uh, we'll do something loud and shake it up. 
So uh, seven years ago, on our annual year-end Vikings Choice Show, I introduced an artist called The Fun Years. And this is the first record in seven years from that duo. It's a record called Heroes of the Second Story Walk-Up. And why don't you go ahead and play a little bit under. Sounds like cut up tapes and... So it is a, uh, a duo of a baritone guitarist and a turntablist. And you can, if you really like bear down on your, your, your headphones, you can hear the deep textured yeah. crackles of the, the record and just like that very soothing loop that just like, just, just does not end and right. keeps throughout the entirety of this track. I'm gonna, this is a uh, an eight minute track. I'm just gonna move in a little bit just so we can see what happens. Yeah. The song is the delusion always wins. Yeah. yeah. So originally, when this record came out. Um, uh, it was released as a single 45-minute track, which I actually really loved uh, because it really does tell this textural story between these two instruments. And then they they re-released it with, and cut it up into seven tracks, which just makes it easier so people can kind of like dive in where they want. But it's really a record where, depending on like where you're at in your day, where you're at in your psyche, where you're at in your person, it's speaks differently to you every single time. I play this for friends and they just don't move. They don't, they, they, they're just like transfixed by this record. And it's hard not to hear why, but even just like hearing this little segment, this uh, little melodic theme really pays off in the last like five minutes of this record where it just like turns into this Godspeed Black Emperor like <laughs> level of noise as the, the, the turntable like, does its thing. I hadn't gotten that far. This is cool. Let me, let's listen just a little more of this right here. The album title is a curious name. Yeah, I don't. They're they're kind of funny. Uh, all of their uh, song and album titles have been kind of funny. Um, Hero, but heroes of the second story walk up. If we didn't mention that, yeah. Uh, but their music is so uh, emotional and serious. <laughs> you seen them live? I wonder how that works. Uh, I don't know that they perform live. They're okay. bi- they're a bi coastal duo. Okay. Right. Um, so I don't know if they've performed live. I would love to see them perform. Yeah. Cool. That would be fascinating to me. All right, we'll make some noise now. Yeah, we can be a little bit louder. Spanish? 
Yeah. Okay. So this is Rata Negra from Madrid, Spain. Yeah. Um, there are members that the reason I was uh, drawn to this this record came out earlier in the year. It's called um, it's called Odio Absoluto, and it came out in January. But I've been listening to it ever since just because the songs are so tightly packed and extremely well written. And uh, the reason I was interested in it is because it features members of two other Madrid punk bands that I like a lot, uh, called uh, Juanita y los Fios and uh, La U-R-S-S. Uh, forgive me, I don't know how to say the, those four letters in Spanish. Um, uh, and I've loved those, both of those bands, and those bands have kind of broken up and have like really like interlocked their powers for like this extremely poppy and very powerful punk rock record. Um, and it's released on this label that honestly every single release they put out this year could I could play on this show. There's only like 30 seconds left in the song behind us. Let's put it up. minutes yeah yeah well so back to the like this label so there's they this was put on the label called la vida es un mousse uh which is based out of london and they they put out a like a lot of spanish language punk rock but they kind of like run the gamut of like punk and hardcore like they, they put out all the best punk and hardcore records this year they put out record by the new york hardcore band uh haram who uh, screams all their songs in arabic they put out a record by the brazilian post-punk band Hakta, by the french punk band lis uh, they put out the first album in, in 11 years by limp wrist it's just like they have a ridiculous discography where are you finding this on uh, if people want to stream or or, or download is the name of the label is la vida Es un mus, and they have a Bandcamp site. Honestly, just pick anything and play, and you're if if you're into punk and hardcore, mm -hmm. you're gonna find something to love. Great, and we'll put these songs online, so it'll be a little gateway to finding out where to find more. Absolutely. Uh, how about more punk? I don't have any more punk, but I do have something that I it channels the spirit. What should I hit? Uh, we're gonna play Fireworks by Irreversible Entanglements. So this past year, I went to a performance at a Smithsonian Museum here in Washington, D.C. Um, and uh, the band that played was a band mixed of uh, members from Washington, D.C., uh, Philly, and New York. And they just channeled like art ensemble of Chicago, uh, a tribe called Quest, and like uh, a Mary Baraka and the New York Quartet, wow. like all in one space. And then you have this dynamite vocalist that you may know as More Mother. Um, they perform as More Mother anyway. When did your heart break? At what point did you break down and cry out, I can't take this anymore? Scream, I want to leave the country. Or did you just want to leave the city? Did you want to leave the planet? Did you hear the last breath of a woman getting her throat slashed before you left? I guess that would depend on your location between Philadelphia and Chicago. You see them fireworks last night? We 
was up on the hill, I found myself thinking about war. And out of nowhere, we was dead. Like ten bullets traveling throughout the city, killing nothing but black people. A whole bunch of us at the same time, different locations. Sometimes through the heart, most times through the head. I was 14, she was 16, he was seven, and she was 23. Last thing we saw was fireworks symbolizing something. Can you tell the difference between America and the unknown of forever expanding and reshaping the landscape? Collapsing the poor far away. Far from any dreams and wishes you have been planning on or hoping for yourself. Far away from you and your politics, this class war will permanently push us out of sight. If you didn't let them kill us already. We are post-World War III. And everyone is dead or at home, deleting human parts of themselves. Control, alt, delete, backspace, escape, escape, escape. Ain't nobody coming back outside to be safe again. Today done moved every black body, not hanging from a tree, not in prison, not shucking and jiving in the house of appropriation, out. One thing for sure, people are dying with each blink of the eye. Did it break your heart when you learned he was only seven? Did it break you? Were you forever changed when she got chopped down with an axe by a man who said he was afraid? Are you afraid? Are you distracted? Are you afraid? Are you afraid? Are you afraid? Musicians seem um, more seasoned than other players we've played so far. Are they all older or no? I think they're all in their uh, either in their late twenties and thirties, okay. and but they're all very seasoned within their own scenes. Certainly, um, uh, one of them that the bassist is Luke Stewart, uh, who's uh, based here in Washington D.C., and he's been he's been a uh, a jazz and rock and hip hop and everything else musician here for a long time. Um, uh, the one of the saxophonists is the Kieran Neuringer, um, who has been has been he put out a, a brilliant solo saxophone record a couple of years ago that I called Ceremonies of the Air that I just absolutely loved. Um, think uh, 
the easy way to maybe think about it is uh, Colin Stetson if it wasn't so brutish. Um, which I think is cheapening it a little bit, but uh, it gives you a, it gives you a path. Um, and I, I'm fr- unfortunately I'm forgetting the names of the, the trumpeter and the uh, and the trumpeter and the drummer, but um, more mother uh, who makes experimental music with spoken word is the vocalist that you heard at the top, right. and it's just it's not protest music; it's rebellion music, and you can hear it through the composition as it kind of like needles through like these very powerful themes mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it definitely calls back to 60s free jazz but it feels it it feels extremely current and urgent to like what's happening currently very cool i like this a lot let's take a quick break uh we'll come right back with lars godridge and more vikings choice and you're listening to all songs considered from npr music Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Squarespace. Need a website for your growing business? Customize look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SONGS to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Lars Godward. You're talking Vikings Choice. We're talking about the sort of outer edges of music, music maybe you didn't get to listen to this year, a little harder, a little louder, a little uh, weirder. Uh, where are we heading next? I think we go to Kralis. We do that each year, don't we? Just about, just about. Uh, okay. I would, I would definitely consider them one of my favorite metal bands. I love the title called Rank Mankind. <laughs> so Kralis uh, put out two albums this year uh, within a month within a month of each other. Um, so there's this Were one. Were they kind of sisters of one another? Did sort of. So this one is called Loom. Well, so one of them is called uh, Go Be Forgotten. Um, that's the most recent one that came out. This record is called Loom, and it features both the vocals and uh, writing, co-writing chops of Dave Edwardson, who's a member of the band Neurosis. And uh, it's fascinating to hear those those two juggernauts of like experimental metal, like really come together and meet and make some of the most Make some of the definitely the heaviest music that Kralis has ever made because Kralis's compositions can be kind of impenetrable. They're kind of like a concrete puzzle of metallic mayhem, and <laughs> you know I, you'd be forgiven if if you can't like lock in right away. But I think the the I think the thing that's interesting, particularly about this collaboration, is that there is a grounding, even though it sounds chaotic. It almost feels like Kralis has increasingly become more compositional over time, less less about being just a metal band and more about thinking about this is metallic chamber music. Hmm. We should listen to some more. Okay.
drummer is absolutely out of his skull. <laughs> Lev is, a, is an incredible drummer, and uh, just this past month, uh, Lev, the drummer for Kralis, who's in like five other bands, um, had a night in New York where he performed in all five bands. Uh, as kind of like a musical tag team oh and the God. the members of his various bands would just kind of like tag in and he would have to play <laughs> 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 which is a great uh, a feat uh, of execution uh, I hope he made it I, I hope he's still alive after it I hope there's a video I want to watch that <laughs> it's incredible uh, yeah it, great idea a ridiculously over the top idea <laughs> <laughs> let's go quiet well this is kind of quiet. It's disquieting. <laughs> Ariadne? Is that he say? This is Ariadne. Uh, this is a, a duo based out of New York. Um, I didn't know anything about this duo uh, until uh, there's a label that I like called Oris Apothecary. It puts out a lot of the experimental and noise music. Um, and this is a record called Stop Up Mater. Um, and uh, this is like, this is Lars Catnip right here because <laughs> um, an operatic soprano right. singing lyrical adaptations of Christian mystics uh, over jittering, bwonging noise. Um, you, you just sent around a picture of, of your mom singing choral music and you were <laughs> sitting not really paying as much attention as you might pay attention to this right if i'd certainly little, pay though. attention to my mom now but <laughs> yes. yeah yeah um but i love sacred music um i come from that tradition myself gr- having grown up in the church but i still s- study it now but i'm also very much attracted to kind of like perversions of sacred music um and this is you know and this has kind of been an interesting year for it uh between this and uh, there's a label called Brave Mysteries that uh, commissioned a bunch of noise, weirdo folk, and psychedelic musicians to write compositions inspired by Catholic saints. And it's called Communion of Saints. And it's just as bewildering and strange and beautiful. Um, but we should listen to a little bit more of this. Okay. The whole record stay in this kind of tone, or it kind of stays in this kind of tone. This uh, it this is um, the I believe this is first or second track, and it definitely sets the tone. But there, it gets m- 
it will sometimes envelope and get more abstract as the record goes forward and the voice just becomes like this very jittery erratic instrument mm-hmm. uh, and then it will come back and then collapse again and yeah it definitely it has a mode and you have to be in that temperament i think but i try to figure out what they were doing if it's uh, a live voice with that's getting chopped up live or this song feels like it's a live voice on top of chaos chaos but definitely throughout the record the the voice gets chopped up okay yeah cool let's play a couple more things before we go out here and absolutely 2017 what do we uh you tell me i don't know what's left here you've played (laughs) nothing that's sort of catchy right we save that for the end yeah we can save that for the end all right so there's a songwriter that I've been following for a number of years uh, who, her name is Haley Four, and she records under the name uh, Sukadilla. She's a, f- a fascinating uh, songwriter to me because uh, so much of her songwriting stems from her voice. She has this deep baritone that really has taken on a life of its own. She's really leaned into it uh, in these last few releases. She put out a record two years ago and then last year she put out a record under the name Jackie Lynn and she decided she wanted an alter ego where uh, she was a cocaine dealing cowboy um, in LA or something like that and it was it was an interesting record and uh, people really latched onto it in a in a weird way that uh, I think she was surprised by herself and so this new record uh, it's called reaching for indigo under Sukadia and she decided to take everything that she has learned, uh, not just from the Jackie Lynn project, but from the decade plus of music that she's been making as Sukadilla, and really funneled it into, I, I think, her most stunning statement yet. Um, this is a this is a, the song Black Fly. Nobody said it was easy But it was so easy To stand alone The breeze in my hair The wind in my hair A black fly coming round the
pay any attention to this record. I'm sorry, but thank you. <laughs> I think the thing that happens uh, not just for music critics, people that write about music or think about music all the time, but just fans sometimes too, is that you know when an artist gets into their fifth, sixth, seventh record and they're they're consistent with their output, we have a, some sometimes there's a tendency to kind of like take that for granted a little bit uh, and not really dive into the growth of an artist like Sukadilla. I think every single record that she makes is better than the last one. And uh, I haven't seen, I, I, you know, Year on the List, I have like a love-hate relationship with Year on the List, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but it, it always kind of bums me out when I see year after year when an artist like Sukadilla, who consistently puts out incredible material and is really like thinking about how to shapeshift herself kind of get ignored and I, I i guess i want to i want to spend some time like letting people like really think about this record this is some some of the most beautiful lyrics that she's ever written she's like reaching leonard cohen level of poetry yeah. with with this record i think another artist who actually got fairly ignored after releasing album after album absolutely and so i think it's worth i think this is a uh reaching for indigo is absolutely a record worth spending a lot of time with because it's it's not a grower it's just kind of the thing that you should meditate on awesome what shall we leave everybody with there are two rock and roll records that I love this year speaking of albums I don't think got enough do uh sheer mags debut record it's the statement i've been waiting for them to make for years i love the three eps that they put out they're solid but this record that they put out it's the best thing they ever did and it it bums me out that nobody else thinks the same (laughs) but the other one is uh there's a band from vancouver called the courtney's and they released their second album and it's just uh the roman numeral two this was significant for a number of reasons. They released the record on a label called Flying Nun, uh, which is a, a label based out of New Zealand and in the 80s and 90s were very instrumental in documenting both the experimental and indie pop scene there. And uh, they kind of come back in recent years to kind of like reissue the back, not only reissue the back catalog, but also to sign newer bands that kind of celebrate their kind of legacy in a way. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if the Courtney's are, are somehow twin um, brothers from another mother's or whatever. <laughs> right, sure, yeah, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely influenced by the New Zealand indie pop scene and kind of like the experimentation that happened in the 80s and 90s. They're a band that people might say, oh yeah, the, that uh, New Zealand. The clean, the chills, okay. you know, they're not names that everybody knows, but if you spend any time in, in you know, underground independent rock music, you'll be like, oh, yes, the clean, clean and the yeah. chills. If you need a good introduction to the clean, Merch Records has reissued a lot of their music. Hmm. But they put out their, their second record, and it's it's got some of that flying nun indie pop, and it should be noted this is the first non-New Zealand band that has been signed to the label. But they've got a little bit of the New Zealand indie pop sound, but also a little bit of uh, the kraut rocky thing going on. At least that's a bed to a lot of the music. But it's also extremely poppy. It is really fun. Uh, it is uh, three three young women from Vancouver, all three of them sing in unison. And uh, 
This is just one of my most favorite songs of the year. I saw them twice. They put on a hell of a live show. And uh, this whole record just makes me incredibly happy. My favorite rock and roll record of the year. Lars, you can follow Lars at Total Vibration. Yes. Yeah, uh, on Twitter. On uh, that's the handle I use for everything. So Twitter, Bandcamp, Instagram, and other places. <laughs> and then you'll know what he posts online at NPR, and then other stuff that you uh, do and fall in love with. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to put together a Spotify playlist of like a hundred or like ridiculous amount of songs <laughs> that I also love this year that I'll include on the page. Uh, for this show so if you like this realm but also happen to like top 40 pop music um oh, I <laughs> it, see. it'll it'll all be in one place demi uh, lovato sure <laughs> demi and charlie xex yes it'll all be in the same place as red death and <laughs> one day in my brain it's all gonna i'm gonna understand why this all connects other than just knowing you right <laughs> but, but to me they're two completely parts of my different parts of my body this music yeah <laughs> but thanks for doing this. I really love it. Thank you, Bob. All right. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines, like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.